Welcome to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast. Hi, my name is Bob Heilig, Your Virtual Upline. This is the podcast for home business entrepreneurs that want to stop living small and start earning big and make this their breakthrough year. Join me each week to follow my journey as a full-time entrepreneur and network marketing professional into the worlds of personal branding and online marketing and learn how you can increase your income without sacrificing your lifestyle. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I'm glad you're here. It's time for you to start creating a life that you deserve. So let's begin. Welcome, everybody. This is Bob Heilig, your virtual upline, and I want to welcome you to episode number eight of the Your Virtual Upline podcast. We are moving right along. Hey, I want to thank those of you that have been tuning in each week. I hope that you've been getting some value out of uh, the episodes and the information and training that I've been giving you. And, uh, you know, I do try to get these podcasts out as quickly as I can, but they are a little time consuming. Uh, so I'm doing my best. So just stay patient with me and I'll make sure I get at least a couple episodes a week out to you. Now, if you are getting a little impatient and you'd like that training even sooner, uh, connect with me on Periscope if you haven't had a chance to yet. Periscope is a new live streaming app uh, that Twitter owns. And uh, they do. I do a live training on there every single Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can tune in and see me live. I also have the replay. We'll play for 24 hours. Uh, so check me out there. And if we haven't connected yet on Facebook, my Facebook page is Your Virtual Upline, just like my podcast here. And my website is bobhighleg.com. So I've got a ton of free training and resources that I'll give you in all those areas. And uh, just appreciate you for, for tuning in. So let's get into the training for today. Today, I want to talk about something that I think is going to be really valuable for each and every one of you. Uh, as network marketers, you know, we begin to work through our contact lists that we make. We start to approach the people that we know. And, you know, we get to a point where we really start to, you know, kind of feel like we're running out of people that, you know, that we can talk to. And the training topic today is we're going to discuss how to approach people that you know that have already told you no. See, at some point as network marketers, we have to learn how to go back and reapproach the people that are on our list. And the one thing that you'll find out, guys, is that the top earners in your company and the top earners in this profession – they are masters in of follow-up. You know, they, you, you always heard that saying, the fortune is in the follow-up. So we're going to discuss that. And, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making, and this is a major breakdown in people's businesses, is they never follow up with people that tell them no. You know, they treat that person that said no almost like they toss them to the side like a piece of trash, never to go back to them again. And here's an important thing that I think you need to understand, and this is how I want to start this training message. When a prospect tells you no, when somebody that you know, your family member, your friend, when they're not interested in your opportunity, they say no, what they're actually saying to you is just not now. See, it's never no, it's just not now. What they're trying to communicate to you is that based off of the information that you've given them, 
based off of what they see you doing or not doing yet in the business, you know, based off of their current life circumstances, the timing is just not right and they don't see enough value to join you in your business. But here's what happens though, and this is where people just get this wrong. Over time, people's life circumstances change. You know, they might lose their job. They might start to get more of a feeling of insecurity that that could happen. You know, maybe they get a pay cut or maybe now they take on a new role that's, you know, asking them to work more time when they're not financially getting rewarded for that. Maybe they they get a new boss that they don't like. So many different things can happen that could change the timing and actually make them more open to taking a look at what you're doing. The other thing is maybe the information that you give them might change. Look, your company might come out with a new product, a new service. Maybe it's a new opportunity video. Maybe it's a new brochure. Look, it could be anything. When you present prospects with new and different information, sometimes they see it in a different light. But here's the final part is your story also changes over time. See, as you're in the business longer, you're creating these small successes, and some of you even more than just small successes, you know, as you're progressing, you become more attractive. And sharing your own personal stories with people is a very powerful tool to generate interest. Now, in the beginning, you might not have the story, but over time, you're going to develop it. It could be a financial story in terms of the money that you're making. It could be a product story where you've seen some sort of result from taking the products. These are very, very powerful. And in the beginning, a lot of times when you first approach people, you just don't have the skills necessary to invite them the right way. You don't have the posture. You don't have the belief. The enthusiasm isn't there. So as that skill set increases, people's situations change over time, um, your story begins to get better, all of those things have an impact on whether people are actually interested. So if you're constantly following back up with people in a professional way, eventually here's what's going to happen. You're going to connect with the right person at the right time, and you're going to give them enough information so that they do see value in what you're offering them. And I've had, you know, when I think about my business, I have people on my list that I've literally prospected for years that it took me constantly following back up, keeping in touch for them to finally see an opportunity to have the timing finally be right. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about your list, because I mentioned list, or your lack thereof of a list. See, this is really where a lot of people go wrong. They never make that comprehensive contact list that we all know we're supposed to have. And here's the problem with that. As a result, they don't have a way to track these follow-ups that are so important. See, without a, without a daily plan in place of who you're supposed to be contacting and when and who you're supposed to follow up with, how do you expect to be successful? See, here's what happens when you don't have a list or some way to track or manage follow-up. See, the people that you know, when the timing is right for them, if you don't have that list and you're not following up with them, here's what they're going to do. They're going to join another company. Or worse yet, they might wind up joining your company, just not with you. And trust me, I've seen this happen so many times. I was on the phone today with somebody in my company. That in their neighborhood, a friend joined their same company and it wasn't through them and they were freaking out. 
And it was because they never approached that person. So the message is really this. Just understand that it's never no, it's just not now. So make sure you're keeping a contact list and have some way to keep track of the follow-ups. Now, you might be asking, well, how often should I follow up with people? Now, I think each person is different, but generally speaking, here's what I do. With my best prospects, with my A players, now, if you don't know what an A player is, you need to go back and listen to episode seven of this podcast. But with these people, I normally try to touch base with them at most every 90 days. See, I want to reconnect with them, whether it's a physical phone call, whether it's a a text message or a Facebook message. You know, I just want to check in. You know, maybe I'm commenting on something that they put on their Facebook wall. You know, maybe I saw that they took a vacation or a trip and, you know, I just want to reach out and say, hey, just wanted to reconnect. I saw you took a trip. Look awesome. I'm just getting back in communication and I want to do that no longer than every two to three months. Now, I know that many of you know people that are in other network marketing companies. Now, I'm here to tell you this. You better keep in touch with those people. Regularly keep in touch. Find a reason to be in communication because here's what I know. The average person in this profession will change companies at least once per year. So make sure you're the one that they call when they're not happy and they begin to look. Now with other people that aren't A players or what I would consider my best prospects, you know, I'll follow up with them every four to six months. If I haven't engaged or communicated with them, you know, in between then through social media or text message, I'm gonna reach out and just give them a call. Now, but here's the thing, you better believe that I've got a way to track that. You know, when I first started in the industry, I literally just had a notepad and I had everybody's name written down and I had a column that said yes or no if they were interested. I had a date that I first contacted them and then I had another date on there when I would follow up with them. And what I started to do was I just started to put reminders in my phone to call that person. So you don't need some crazy technology. You just need to start tracking it. Now that follow-up date, that scheduled date is really important. And what happened was... As I began to progress progress in my business, I started to leverage technology because it made my life easier. Because what would happen, I would just forget to follow up. I mean, after a while, you have so many prospects in the funnel, in the pipeline, it's easy to forget and let people slip through the cracks. And that could be really bad for your business. So what I used to do was I used to schedule those follow-ups in my phone every single day. And I found out about a really cool app that I'll share with you that you can use. It's called Contacts Journal. Contacts Journal. Now, it's a paid app. It's like $20. But it's so worth it in my mind because here's what I can do. In that app, I can download my phone book and it has a notes section. It's like a small little CRM, you know, customer like relationship manager. And what I do is when I talk to somebody, I take notes about what we talked about, you know, why they weren't interested, things that I learn about them, and I can schedule my follow-ups in the app, and I get push notifications every day of the people that I'm supposed to follow up with. Now, here's why it's so awesome, because when I wake up in the morning and I have my two, three, four follow-ups scheduled, I can go right into the app, and I can read my notes right before I reach out to them. 
So I can reference those notes, which is going to make me that much more effective in the follow-up. So if you're working your business the right way, after a period of time, you're going to have these follow-ups every single day. And keep in mind, even if they don't join your business, you're still building the relationship. You're still developing that rapport so that when the timing is right, you are the one that they call. Now, here's a tip to make these follow-up calls much easier. When somebody tells you they're not interested, here's what you say. Just ask them, look, would you mind if I keep in touch to let you know how things are going? Now, most people are going to say yes, especially since they just told you no, they're going to feel bad, and they're going to say, yeah, keep in touch. Let me know how things are going. So when you make that call, that follow-up call, it's so much easier to make because then all you really have to say is, hey, I'm following up with you just like you asked me. How are things? Now, here's the other thing you want to consider when you're dealing with these follow-ups. If you're executing the strategies that I'm teaching you, especially with social media and Facebook, where you're connecting with people, you're getting them into your universe as a contact, and then you're putting out value every day, you're building your personal brand, that's going to help with the follow-up process as well. Because here's what's going to happen. If people can see you starting to grow right in front of their eyes, and they, they here's how they see that, through your Facebook page, they see your posts, they see your videos. If they see that happening and if they feel like you are offering value, like by being associated with you, they can learn something, they're going to be much more likely to want to join you in your business. So when you make that follow-up call, it's not like you're a complete stranger that they haven't heard from. They feel like they've been following your journey. Now, episode two of this podcast, I go through in detail the strategies of how you can use your Facebook page and social media to generate an endless amount of leads and and prospects for you. So you want to go back and make sure you listen to that. Now, when it comes to social media, here's the other thing that you need to make a regular part of your day. You should be engaging with people that you're connected with. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you see it's somebody's birthday, send them a happy birthday message. Now, here's what I do, a little trick. Don't send it to them the day of because they get flooded with messages. Send it to them like two days before so that they get it and they can respond to it. It's not lost in the sea of all the other people's stuff so you can get in that conversation with them. You know, if I find an article that I read and it makes me think of somebody, I'm going to send it to them and I'm going to say, hey, John, I, I came across this article and I thought about you. I thought you'd love it. Take a look at it. Hey, by the way, how are you? Look, with your best prospects, you need to always be looking for creative ways to keep in touch. I can't tell you how many times that I've recruited somebody just because I wish them a happy birthday. And it, you know, I checked in with them and it led to a conversation that wound, you know, had me wind up recruiting them into my business. You know, let me tell you a quick story. So I have a, a good friend of mine. Her name is Megan. And uh, there's a good chance Megan's listening to this podcast, so hi, Megan. But So Megan and I were very close friends, but we kind of drifted apart, you know, as often happens, and she got married and moved away and had a baby, but we always remained connected on Facebook, so it was kind of weird because it's like you still feel like you're in each other's lives even though you're not. Now, it was literally probably close to eight years before, you know, in, since I had last spoken to Megan And I started going, when I started to learn the power of social media and just connecting with people and keeping in touch, 
I made it a point to go through and just connect with everybody. And I sent Megan a message. And this was the beginning of last year. And what was interesting was I was at a point in my business where I was really frustrated because I was struggling. I didn't have a lot of things happening. And I just wanted to find that next person. And literally all I did was I sent Megan a message. I said, hey, how have you been? And what was interesting is she messaged me back like within the hour. And I was a little surprised because I didn't think I was going to hear back from her that quickly. And this is what she said. She said, why did you just message me? Now, I got a little concerned. I was like, um, just wanted to see how you were. So her message back to me basically said this. She said, last night, I was on your LinkedIn page and I was reading your bio and I went to your company's website. And I don't know if it's something I'd be interested in, but I'm not happy with my career. I'm looking to expand my family and I know that I need more free time. And then you messaged me the next day. Crazy stuff. Now, I'm like totally freaked out at this point. But like, listen, you ever heard of, you know, attraction, you know, the the law of attraction? If it's I mean, if this wasn't that, I don't know what was. And I, you know, we joke back and forth. And, you know, she said this to me. She said, so after taking a look at it, I shut my computer and I basically just said to myself, let me wait and see if there's a sign. And then I messaged her. Now, Long story short, Megan and I wound up meeting, we caught up, she got involved in my business, she absolutely blew it up, and she was that person that I was hoping and praying was going to come into my business that got me through that slump. Today, we're great friends again, and her and her husband, Nick, were super close. They just had their second baby, and here's what's so powerful about this. Megan sent me an email not too long ago, and that email was basically thanking me for reaching back out to her and getting her into that company because she said if it wasn't for that, she wouldn't have had the courage to change her careers and they probably never would have had their second kid. So guys, think about the power in that. And what I want you to think about is how many Megans do you know that you're connected with right now that if all you did was just reach out to them, that you could create an opportunity like that for yourself. So here's what I wanna do. I wanna give you four different strategies of how you can approach these people that have already told you no. Now, these are things that I use every day in my business. They're tried and tested. All you have to do is find one that you feel comfortable using. Now, before I share them with you, I think it's important to just touch on exactly what the goal of a follow-up is. Now, the goal of a follow-up is very simply to touch base, to check in to see where they are in life, and to share with them any new information that you might have just as another exposure. But realize at the end of the day, it is their decision still whether they get involved, whether the timing is right, whether they see value. You're not looking to use some sort of slick sales strategy to the second time around, finally get them into your deal. Because I'm here to tell you guys, if you have to do that, they're not gonna do much anyway. All you're doing is you're educating people. So look, take all the pressure off of yourself. You're not going to screw it up. You just have to reach out, extend that hand, say hello, share some information, and if the timing's right, they're going to join your business. So here's the first strategy. This is really simple. It's just checking back in. You know, I'll just reach out like I did to Megan and say, hey, stranger, how have you been? Whether it's a text, a phone call. Facebook message, it's all the same, just extend that invitation. Now, here is where it's very helpful, though. 
to be detail-oriented. Because if you can go to whatever notes that you took the last time you talked to them, and if you can reference those notes when you reach back out to them, it's those little things that make a big difference. Where I say, hey, how's the new job? Or how's the kid? Or you know, is are you still frustrated at work? Whatever my bullet points were, I'm just going to reference those. So then it shows them that I cared and that I was listening and that I remembered, which is going to make me more attractive. These are the things that top earners do, showing genuine interest. See, the interesting thing that I've learned is people that are ultra successful in this industry, one of the biggest reasons why they are is because they just have a genuine interest in people. And a lot of times they don't even try to recruit people. They just attract people to them because of who they are. There's a huge lesson to be learned there. Here's the second strategy. This is one of my favorites. I call it the market research approach. Here's how it works. Anytime your company comes out with anything new, a video, a brochure, a product, a service, whatever it is, here's what you do. You call your prospect and you use this super indirect approach. You say, hey, John, look, I know that you have no interest in my business. You made that very clear to me, okay? However, I could use your help. My company just came out with a new fill-in-the-blank. Now, don't say fill-in-the-blank. Say whatever they came out with, okay? They (laughs) just, I felt like I needed to clarify that. They asked me to do some market research, and I need some people that I can trust to give me some honest feedback. If I send it to you, would you try it or look at it? Here's why I love this approach. You can go even to the most negative person in the world that you know, and you can say something like this. Look, John, I know you have no interest in my business. Matter of fact, I would never even try to recruit you, but I do need your help. I need somebody that I know is not afraid to tell me what they think that's going to shoot me straight. And I know, John, you are the best at that. And I've been asked to do some market research on a new whatever, and I need your expertise right now of being able to shoot holes in this thing. John, would you take a look at it? So you see what I'm doing? I'm just getting them back in front of it because I know at the end of the day, my job is just to expose them to whatever it is, and it's their job to decide if they see value in it, if the timing is right. And if you do use this approach, You just need to be prepared for something. Some people are going to come back and they're not going to be positive. They're going to be negative on it. So you just have to be ready for that and then move on to the next person. Here's the third approach. It's the practice my presentation approach. We've talked about this on an earlier episode. So I contact my friend John and I say, hey, John, look, I know that you're not interested in my business. So you see what I'm doing? I always like to say that first. Because it completely removes all the pressure of me letting them know, look, I'm not trying to sell you. John, I know you're not interested, but here's the thing. I'm excited because I'm taking the next step in my business and I'm becoming a presenter. And I need to find some people that I know I can trust and count on to give me some feedback. I need to practice on you. So John, would you be willing to get together over coffee, let me practice on you, and give me some honest feedback, but John, go easy on me, right? I have fun with it. But do you see, this is really powerful for a couple of reasons. First, you can get them back in front of the information, and for many of these prospects, it's the first time they've actually seen a quality 
presentation. Most of them probably told you no just because you said too much in the beginning because you didn't know any better and they never actually saw the presentation. So that makes a big difference. But it also gives you a chance to practice, to hone your presentation skills, to present in an environment where there's less pressure because you've already told them, I know you're not interested. And you can screw up a little bit and it doesn't matter. But I think you're going to be surprised if you use this approach, the kind of interest that you can generate. Now, the fourth approach that I'm going to share with you is also very, very effective. And it's what I call the referral approach. So it goes something like this. I call John. I say, hey, John, I, look, I know that you're not interested in my business, right? You made that very clear. But here's the thing. Things are going really well. I'm excited. And, you know, I wanted to ask a favor from you. I wanted to see if you knew anybody that was looking. You know, maybe do you know anybody that's not happy with their current job or career? Do you know anybody that's looking for a change? Do you know anybody that's not making the kind of money that they want? Do you know somebody looking for some more free time? You know, do you know somebody that's looking to work from home? See, the beauty of this, this who do you know, is it allows me to paint this picture and not directly ask John so I can't get rejected. Now, at the end of the day, what do I want to happen? Well, I would ideally like John to say, well, how about me? And I go, well, I didn't even think about you. Right now, that doesn't always happen. But what's interesting is that when you present it that way, that indirect, like, who do you know? It's interesting how sometimes start people start to feel left out, like fear of loss, like, well, well, wait a minute, maybe I want to hear about this thing. So that's why that approach is really effective. The other thing you want to keep in mind is this during the follow up, if your personal story, you know, if it maybe it hasn't gotten like to point to where you want it to be financially, because that's what a lot of people say, like, well, what if I call these people back and they ask me how it's going and it's not really going the way I want to? Well, here's what you do. If that's you, if you haven't achieved the level of success financially in the business that you want, focus on the product. Every single one of you should have a product story. And look, maybe in that follow-up, you're just leading with the product, getting them on the product, on the service that is still a step in the right direction. Here's the final little approach I'll give you. If your company, let's say they're expanding into a new market, a new state, or maybe you just want to grow your business in that area, you can say, hey, who do you know that lives in California? Who do you know that lives in Texas, right? So now you're using your contacts, you're networking through them, you're Using that same indirect, who do you know in Texas that wants to make some more money? Who do you know in Texas that isn't happy with their career? You know, that's another really effective thing to do, but it also allows you to start to build your business in other areas. So at the end of the day, here's what you have to do. You have to find something that you feel comfortable saying and you have to do it because look, they're not going to call you. Most of the time, you're going to have to actively reach out. So make sure, guys, just to recap, have a way to track your follow-ups, schedule the follow-ups every 90 days for the best people you know, no later than four to six months from everybody else, show a genuine interest in people, show them that you care, you're going to become more attractive, and when the timing is right, they're not going to join somebody else's business, they're going to call you and they're going to want to sit down with you. So that's the message for today, guys. I hope you got some value out of that. And uh, just want to thank everybody 
that's taken the time to leave me a rating and review on iTunes. Greatly appreciated. If you haven't had a chance to yet, I'll ask you a huge favor and just take a minute and do that. That would be greatly appreciated. And uh, make sure we're connected on Facebook, my website. Got a lot of great training and got a lot of really exciting things planned here, guys, over the next couple of months. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you on the next episode. Take care.